Happy Sabbath, everyone. Indeed, worship has been good today. What do you say? We have been reminded that God is holy. Indeed, He is holy. And He is worthy to be praised. We are conscious of the fact that we are living in the last days. The times are evil, but we have the assurance that our God is able. No matter what our circumstances, no matter what our challenges, if we put them in the hands of a holy God, he is able. I am so happy to be here in Southfield today. So happy to see you all. I want to thank the elder for his kind words of introduction. And Elder Bent for your prayer. Indeed, I, I know that God answers prayer. And I know the power of prayer. As a congregation, we are conscious of our challenges that we face as tomorrow will be a sad day, but we are conscious that God is able. We have seen the working in the lives of your first, in the life of your first elder and his family, how God is powerful and can indeed do all things. And we trust in that God. The road to the promised land is not an easy road. Indeed, according to the scriptures, when God called the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt, miraculously delivering them he had two choices. Choice number one was to lead them through the land of the Philistine. But the land of the Philistine was described in scripture as a land of war. And God said, peradventure, his people see war. They might want to turn back to the land of Egypt. God's people have been called from Egypt, from the sinful life, from the world of sin. And God has chosen to lead them not by the way of the Philistine, but indeed God has chosen to lead us like he led the children of Israel via the wilderness. You see, there are things in the wilderness that are good for us. The wilderness is a place of challenges, but it is a place where we can know Jesus Christ for ourselves. The wilderness is a place of barrenness. It is a place with dangerous things, animals, etc. But it is a place, according to the scriptures, where God is forever with his people. 
And when we look into the scriptures, we saw that by day, God provided what now? A shade of cloud or a cloud of shade for his people. And by night, he was with them through a cloud of fire. In your life today, God is always with you. Whether it is night or day, Christians can be assured of the presence of the Almighty God. And I want you to let your light shine before men that they may see your what now? Your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Christians ought to live like Christians. Christians ought to live in the surety of the power of the Lord Jesus Christ. Christians ought not to be the ones striking the complaints first. Christians ought to be the ones who are saying God understands. Christians ought to be the ones who say, if God allows you to go through this, it is because he knows that through his strength you can overcome. He still will not allow you to suffer more than you are able. And he will allow you to go through and become strong. We have no deficit as Christians. We have no deficit. But if tribulation is our problem, let us turn to the scriptures because indeed the world is evil. The signs are everywhere in Matthew chapter 24 pointing to us that indeed Jesus Christ is on his way. We are seeing the signs fulfilling everywhere. We hear them on the news. We read them in the newspaper. And we are seeing it before our very eyes. Everywhere we look for our places of safety, the devil has found and infiltrated. Uh, persons used to be running from the city to the country to hide from crime. Now they are running back from the country to and fro to the city and they can't find no peace. The only peace is in Jesus Christ. People are looking to the politicians for help. But there's no help in politics. Indeed, your prime minister, when he declared the first SOE, said as he was declaring it that this is the last tool in the toolbox. And you can judge from the results that the tool is not working. There's only one answer to Earth's problems and it does not rest with man. The answer to, the, to Earth's problems rests with Jesus Christ. Christ said unto us, 
that he is the way, the truth, and the life, all of us must turn ourselves to Jesus Christ. The answer is not in your degree. The answer is not in your bank account. The answer is not in any human implement, not in any human invention. Our answer to our problems is to put it in the hand of Jesus Christ. There are tribulations in this world. John 16. Turn with me to the last part of verse 33. Because sometimes when you think on the issues of this life, it forces you into a corner if you don't know Jesus to lose hope. You can think and the devil can place thoughts in your mind that the situation in which we find ourselves as a world is caused by Christ. It's caused by neglect of God. But God has not neglected us. God has given to us a way that we must follow. And if we depart from the way of God, it is going to result in chaos, not only in our personal lives, but chaos in the world. But, but, Christ said, as he prayed for the disciples, he said, these things I have what spoken unto you, that he may, that in me, ye might have what now? Peace. That in Christ, you might have what? Peace. In the world, ye shall have tribulation. But be of what now? Good cheer. I have overcome the world. And if Christ overcame it means that in Christ, I also, and you also, can overcome the challenges of this life. Indeed, we are happy for who God is. God will never leave us by ourselves. In John 17 and verse 9, Christ says, in speaking to his disciples and in praying for them, he is praying for us also. Yes. He prayed to the Lord and he said, I pray for them. God is praying for you. Praise the Lord. You are in God's prayer. I don't know if you understand the significance of that statement. That God is calling my name before his father. I pray for them. I pray not for the world. We need to understand this. If we are not on God's side, we are against God. If we are not on God's side, God cannot pray for us. Your own wisdom is not sufficient to please God. In your own understanding, you will displease God. 
in your own wisdom you might think you're doing well you might think you're doing well but you are not doing well until you have made a complete surrender to Jesus Christ when you have made a complete surrender here's what applies to you but for them which thou hast given me for they are thine God's people when we speak to others in the witnessing field we must not just tell them that God is a God of love God is a God of principle there are things that persons need to do in order to gain God's favor you can't gain God's favor in disobedience and I'm not, I'm not here today to tell people to be comfortable in sin I'm here today to tell people break up folly ground I'm here today to tell people that whilst God loves you as a sinner he wants to save you by his grace I'm here today to tell somebody that if you are embracing young and old, if you are embracing evil in your life, that you need to push it out and allow the Holy Spirit to live in you. I'm here to tell people today that God, an able God who came and died on Calvary's cross to secure your salvation will accept nothing less than full surrender. Nothing less than full surrender. In John 17 and verse 20, the point is re-emphasized. But before I get to that, let, let me get to, to verse 16. Or, or better yet, pick up at verse 15. I pray not that, that, that thou shouldest take them out of the world, but that thou shouldest keep them from the evil. There is evil in the world. But if you are faithful to God, he promises that it shall not come nigh thee. That there are times we, we recognize that Sleep is, is, is running away from us because we keep thinking that every time the dog barks that it is someone coming for you. But you need to realize that angels guard the children of God. Guard the children of God. That at your doors, unseen to you, angels are standing there at your bedside. Angels are praying over you, are protecting you from evil, that you can sleep in peace like David did when Saul pursued him and he recognized that he, ha he had no help but in Jesus Christ. He said, I will lay down and sleep in peace because God is his defender. 
There are so many challenges that we are carrying that we needlessly carry because we must leave everything on Jesus Christ. Leave everything on him because Christ prayed for us that they may, verse 16, they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. And I don't want to leave this text before I tell you this. That we are not spending enough time in the scriptures. And I'm not apologizing for that statement. Christians are too half-hearted with God. Their faith is failing them because they do not know the word of God. Southfield, if you are not studying God's word, you are in trouble. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And if we are not digging into the word, it's not enough to dig at Sabbath school and divine service, our Bible class. We have to dig on our own. The, the devil is placing traps in our way and we are talking and reading more of nonsense than the word of God. And so as the challenges come, they defeat us. Christ could have said that he overcame the challenges because early every morning, Christ would have risen up. He's the son of God without sin. But early every morning, he would have risen up and he would have gone and talked to his father. He would have digged into the scriptures. And he was the who? The son of God. He was without sin. Much less you and I who are sinners saved by grace. Who are prone to temptation and challenges. We must find ourselves more often in the word of God. On our knees telling him daily of the challenges that we face. And brethren, we have challenges. We have challenges. And there are more challenges to come. But God has prayed for you. God has what? Prayed for you. In verse 20, neither pray I for those alone, but for them also which shall believe on me through their word. In other words, God is praying for those who are out there who will believe on him because of our witness. We are disciples for Christ. Don't sell yourself short. Don't say you can't go out there to witness for Christ. You can. You must. Because God will, he will call people and don't prepare them. Whoever God calls, he prepares them. 
to be a disciple. God prays for them that they all may be one as thou Father art in me and I in thee that they may also be one in us. And this brings us to the issue of unity in the church. There's only one grounds on which Christians can be unified. And that is on the grounds of truth. We cannot be unified in any other way. Rightly interpreting truth. The truth is God's word. But God's word is not always rightly interpreted. People allow their opinions to filter into the interpretation of God's word. But God gave a formula for the interpretation of his word. He said line upon line, precept upon precept, here a little, there a little. The in my opinion does not work in God's church. It leads to disunity. It leads to unhappiness. Self-promotion cannot work either in God's church. We must be humble. We must allow the word to change our hearts from proudness to humility. Because God works with the humble you, you know some people, they, they, they tend to, to strive in division. Everything for them must be divisive. They must have the final word. God must have the final word. The Bible must have the final word. Not the spirit of prophecy. The Bible. Not the Review and Herald, the Bible. Not the Church Manual, the Bible. Not the Quarterly, the Bible. Not the Hymnal, the Bible. God's Word must reign supreme in His Church. The Bible. Rightly interpreted, the Bible. Even Ellen White, who wrote The Spirit of Prophecy, said in her words that her word is the lesser light calling people to the greater light and she called the greater light by its name the bible the bible must be supreme and there are people fighting the bible they might not be fighting it in the adventist church sad to say if they are that's bad 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 but we know that there are church people out there who are fighting the scriptures. First thing they attack in the scriptures are the laws of God. And they are saying that God's law, God's law is done away with. That God in his kingdom, the eternal God has no law. Just because they want to strike out the fourth commandment. They tell their congregation that God has no law. 
in order to suit their own theology. They strike out the dust, save the Lord. But God will stand up one day for his principles. And let me tell you this. Turn to Psalm chapter 119. I tell you that God is a serious God. And let's go to verse 126. It is time, says the Lord. It is time for thee, Lord, to work. For they have made void thy law. It is what? Time. And that was from David's time. And it is applicable now to our time. It is time for thee, Lord, to work. For they have made void thy law. God is going to move against the opposers of his word. God is going to move against those who have void his law. God is going to move against the preachers and the elders who are leading his people astray. And he's going to move in a swift and just manner. And if you are in the lot, he's going to move against you. So if your life of living is denying the law of God, he will move against you as well. If you are in the church and you are playing church and sometimes you are a Christian and sometimes you are not, God will move against you. He is warning you today. He is telling you to come back to him. Let us turn to some text. 1 Corinthians 15 and verse 34. That a God is not a God to be trifled with. He loves you beyond ordinary measures. He loves you so much that he came and died on Calvary's cross so that you can be saved. But if you are in sin, God is calling you to wake up. If you are a sleeping Christian, God is calling you back to the Christian way. Yes? In verse 34, he says, awake to what? Awake to what? Awake to righteousness. And sin not. For some have not the knowledge of God. I speak this to your shame. And why don't we have the knowledge of God? We can't have the knowledge of God if we are not studying his word. We can't have the knowledge of God if we are not tarrying with him. We can't have the knowledge of God if, if Bible class don't make sense to us. We can't have the knowledge of God if we are not in fasting and prayer. I wonder if we realize that we are on the last leg of this journey. That whether or not you are ready, when Christ is ready, he is going to come. Ephesians 5 and verse 14. Wherefore, he said, Awake thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, 
and Christ shall give thee light. Thy word, says Christ, is our unto my and a lamp unto my feet. In other words, Christ has still given you access to his word. You know that there are forces out there that want the Bible to be eradicated. But because the laws of the land still allows that you have the scriptures, you know what the, the sinister forces are doing? They are making newer versions that are writing out God, his son, Jesus Christ, out of the scriptures. They are writing out his authority, taking it out. Taking away his status as the son of God. Taking away his status as the savior of the world. That there are Bibles out there that when you quote the script, the, the text, you will never find them pertaining to Christ. You will never find them in those versions. And soon and very soon, those versions are going to be so popular that the King James and the versions that we have know and trust as true interpretations will be no more. Sinister forces. But the day is coming too when the very Bible you have, whether it be new or old interpretation, will be taken away from you. And the only access that you will have are the scriptures that you have in your mind. But yet, we are refusing to study. We must break up our folly ground. Romans 13 and verse 11. Tells us. And knowing that, and that, knowing the time, that now it is high time to what? To awake out of sleep. And we don't need to deny it because God said it. He said, the kingdom of heaven is likened unto ten virgins. Five were what? Wise and five were foolish. And while they waited on the bridegroom, they all what? Slept. We know that the Laodicean church that describes our church era is a stage in which all of us sleep. But God is saying that it is what now? High time that we what? Awake out of sleep. Awake out of what? Sleep. For now is our salvation nearer than when we believe the night is far spent, the day is at hand. Let us cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk honestly as in the day. Not in rioting and drunkenness, not in chambering and wantonness, not in strife and envy, but put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provision for the flesh 
to fulfill the loss thereof. Are you giving the devil space to run things in your life? Or are you battening down and putting Jesus in charge of all your affairs? We must give Jesus his due. We must give Jesus his due. If he, Galatians chapter 5, verse 1. There's coming a day when your liberty that you have now in Jesus Christ is going to be what? Taken from you. God is that spirit. And where that spirit dwells, there is liberty. You are free today because you love Jesus Christ. If you don't feel the freedom from sin, you are in trouble. There are some things that sinners are doing that it makes Satan, even Satan, afraid of them. Yes. People are so depraved in their thinking and in their actions that Satan himself glad that when Christ comes, his brightness will slay them. There are some wicked people out there. I know it. We know it. Wicked. Their wickedness is beyond measure. Words cannot describe the thoughts that go through their head. I know it. You can see it. How people are operating today. That they don't think twice about what they would like to do to you. If, if, you, if you send your little child to the shop, and the shop could be down where you have the tank. And I'm happy to see that you have the tank. Amen. You, 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 you have a shop down there, and you're sending them there, and you might as well just go on with them. Of what people would do. Yes. Hmm? But that even bad and not so bad. Even in your homes, the very people who you trust will do to your children some things that are unmentionable. And you wonder how a mind could come up with that. Serious times. Evil times. And if you talk to them and try to show them the way of Christ. It is as if you are throwing acid on their flesh. Amen. But there is coming a time. When those who do good. Will be seen as evil. And those who do evil. Will be seen as good. Indeed the world is at a point. Where it has fulfilled that scripture. That there comes a time when people will call. Evil good. And good what? Evil. We are seeing it today. God says keep his commandments and he outlines the ten and people have found a way to circumvent it. 
in the name of God himself? How can God establish the protocols by which his kingdom should run and you as a human being push it aside and in the name of that God say that this is how things should be? That person is more evil than Satan. Yes. God, the supreme authority, establishes protocols by which Christians should live. He says, thou shalt have no other God before me. Thou shalt not make unto thyselves any graven image. And yet, people are telling others that it is okay to bow down yourselves and worship idols. God, in his goodness, give you a day of rest that he established from the beginning of time. That he himself observed. And yet others are finding it convenient to do as they please on God's day. And not only that, they set up their own. God is going to move against those. God says he gave unto Adam a woman. Eve. Yet today people find it good to take unto themselves someone just like themselves. And if they would do it and stay away from God's people it would be fine. Not fine but accepted. Now they want to come in the very church of God before God to join themselves together. And if you oppose it, they take you to the Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court judge, because they don't want to displease their constituents, is going to order you to do it. We must stand up for something in this country. Is not everything is right. It's not everything people want to do. They must have the freedom to do. As soon and very soon, then those who want to marry their own daughters will form their coalition. And the Supreme Court judge will stand for it too. We must stand up for the principles of God. And I say to you, your liberty, your liberty to do righteousness, your liberty to practice your faith according to the scripture will be taken from you. But God says, stand fast therefore in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us what? Free and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. In other words, Christ is saying to you, you have found me and found the church and would have gotten baptized and turned your back on sin. You are free. But if you turn your back on Christ and go back out into the world, you would have gone back into bondage. Christ wants us Christ wants us to recognize that he has called us to a marvelous freedom.
But let me tell you this. Last text, and I'll close. Galatians 2 and verse 4. Galatians 2 and verse 4. And this text is for us to guard the pulpit. Guard the pulpit. Guard the Sabbath school. Guard the Bible class from evil brethren. Tell us. We need to understand these things here. Yes. Seventh-day Adventists must recognize that Satan does not play by the rules. He does not what? Play by the rules. That the liberty that you have in Jesus Christ can come under threat if you are not vigilant in the church. The brethren must be vigilant. The officers must be vigilant. And that because of false brethren, unawares, brought in, who came in privily to spy out our liberty, which we have in Jesus Christ, that they might bring us into bondage. Bondage is disobedience. But you think they are going to come and tell you in clear voice that you should be disobedient no. to Jesus Christ? No. You heard, ever heard of this pastor that we had on NCUFM called Baldwin, Clinton Baldwin, who, who has led away numbers of Seventh-day Adventists to his faith with one simple word that the Sabbath is not a day. Is that a what? It's not a day. That the Sabbath is not a day like a seventh day. A Sabbath is a, is a state of mind. It's a, some, some variant that is apart from Christ. And how many Seventh-day Adventists have run on on that train? including one very notable evangelist that we had, who we call Thunder. Uh, they have now gone over to Clinton Baldwin's thing. But Clinton Baldwin is a trained pastor in our church, was in our church, who had a program on our radio station. There are false prophets coming in yes. to the church. Yes. There are people coming to steal your liberty. Exactly so. They are not telling you to leave Christ. No, yes. that, that, that would be too plain. Uh -huh. But they have things under wraps yes. that they reveal it little by little and they roll you in yes. until they take you right out uh -huh. from Jesus Christ. Guard the pulpit, elders. Brethren, search the scriptures. When the preacher calls a scripture, open your Bible to it. They will tell you things. Don't trust me. Because I could be an agent for the devil. You must trust only in the scriptures. 
It is Jesus himself who told us to be aware of false prophets. And if they were not coming, Christ wouldn't take time to tell us. They will come. And they must come. Yes, to fulfill the scriptures. But brethren, let us be on our guard. We have come too far to give up. We have come too far. Not when. Let us not give up when. The angels are about to close their record books and return to heaven. Let us not give up. Because soon and very soon, our Savior Jesus Christ will throw down the golden censers. And he will make a declaration that will stand for eternity. He will say, he that is just. Let him be just still. He that is filthy, let him be filthy still. Soon and very soon, the father will go say to his son, go and bring my children home. He is expecting people from home to be in the number when the saints go marching in. He is expecting you because he prayed for you. He called your name. He called your name before the Father. He wrote your name in the Lamb's book of life. Let us put our trust in Jesus Christ. Let us put our trust in Jesus Christ. Because we have seen what the devil can do if we are outside of the protection of the Lord Jesus Christ, let, our put, let us put ourselves in his hand so he can take us into his kingdom. Yes, sir. Now that 